banana plantation with a girl in a cheesecloth dress. On our long walks home, I bang on about cutting our own pineapples and climbing for coconuts. Mate, I say, can't you see yourself rubbing baby oil into a girl's strapless back on Cable Beach? Up north, mate, think north. I know Biggie loves this town, and he's committed to the shared vision of the panel van. But I white ante him day after day until it starts to pay off. By the last weeks of February, Biggie's starting to come round. He's talking wide open spaces now, trails to adventure, and I'm like this little urger in his ear. Then one grey day he crosses the line. We've been deputised to help pack skins. For eight hours we stand on the line, fighting slippery chunks of cowhide into boxes so they can be sold as craybait. Our arms are slick with gore and pasted with orange and black beef hairs. The smell isn't good, but that's nothing compared with the feel of all those severed nostrils and lips and ears between your fingers. I don't make a sound. Don't even stop for lunch. Can't think about it. I'm just glad all those chunks are fresh because at least my hands are warm. Beside me, Biggie's face gets darker and darker. And when the shift horn sounds, he lurches away, his last carton half empty. Fuck it, he says. We're out of here. That afternoon we ditch the Sandman idea and buy a combi from a hippie on the wharf. Two hundred bucks each. We put in two last weeks at the meatworks and collect our pay. We fill the ancient VW with tinned food and all our camping junk and rack off without telling a soul. Monday morning everyone thinks we're off to work as usual, but in ten minutes we're out past the town limits going like hell. Well, going the way a 1967 combi will go. Our getaway vehicle is a garden shed on wheels. It's a mad feeling, sitting up so high like that with the road flashing under your feet. For a couple of hours we're laughing and pointing and shoving and farting and then we settle down a bit. We go quiet and just listen to the Volkswagen's engine threshing away behind us. I can't believe we've done it. If either of us had led on to anybody these past couple of weeks, we'd never have gone through with it. We'd have piked for sure. We'd be like all the other poor stranded failures who stayed in Angeles. But now we're on the road, it's time for second thoughts. Nothing said, but I can feel it. The plan is to call from somewhere the other side of Perth when we're out of reach. I want to be safe from the guilts. The old girl will crack a sad on me. But Biggie has bigger things to fear. His old man will beat the shit out of him when he finds out. We can't change our minds now. The longer we drive, the more the sky and the bush open up. Now and then Biggie looks at me and leers. He's got a face only a mother could love. One eye's looking at you and the other eye's looking for you. He's kind of pear-shaped, but you'd be a brave bugger calling him a barge-ass. The fist's on him. To be honest, he's not really my sort of bloke at all. But somehow, he's my best mate. We buzz north through hours of good farm country. The big, neat paddocks get browner and drier all the while, and the air feels thick and warm. Biggie drives. He has the habit of punctuating his sentences with jabs on the accelerator, and although the gutless old Volksy doesn't exactly give you whiplash at every flourish, it's enough to give a bloke a headache. We wind through the remnant Jarrah forest, and the sickly-looking regrowth is so rain-parched it almost crackles when you look at it. 
when Perth comes into view. It's dun plains shimmering with heat, and distant towers ablaze with midday sun. We get all nervous and giggly, like a pair of tipsy netballers. The big city. We give each other the full Groucho Marx eyebrow routine, but we're not stopping. Biggie's a country boy through and through. Cities confound him. He can't see the point of them. He honestly wonders how people can live in each other's pockets like that. He's revolted and a little frightened at the thought. Me, I love the city. I'm from there originally. I really thought I'd be moving back this month. But I won't, of course. Not after blowing my exams. I'm glad we're not stopping. It'd be like having your nose rubbed in it. Failure, that is. I can't tell Biggie this, but missing out on uni really stings. When the results came, I cried my eyes out.